0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on back to Mind Your Popcorn. I'm Ricky Uniac. I'm Chuck Clark. (sighs) Chuck, how's your bracket? (sighs)
1: Oh. Um I actually so I did two basically main brackets. One that I did on ESPN and one that I did on CBS Sports and two different bracket pools. Mm -hmm. And one of those bracket in the bracket I had on CBS. It, both of them Texas was my national champion, but in specifically in my c b s one my final four was um oral Roberts, so that obviously ended very early um u c l a that was disappointing mm-hmm. Texas and creighton so Sunday was a really, really bad day for me because if Creighton and Texas had won, I'd have been guaranteed twelve hundred dollars
0: mm. that that was brutal that was pretty brutal that's about as brutal as you can get,
1: yeah, because I was the highest bracket remaining with Texas as my national champion
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so now essentially the only I've done the math and there's a person who's there's one person who's got Miami as their national champion below me, and there's several with Connecticut. Now, if Connecticut makes the championship but loses to either San Diego State or Florida Atlantic, I will still I will finish in second because right now I'm in I'm in second um, behind a guy who had Kansas as his number one, but he had earned enough points in the first couple rounds to make it. Um. So if if UConn wins and then um loses in the national championship to either Florida Atlantic
0: or San Diego State. Oh man, you know, in hindsight, how did we not know it was gonna be down to FAU and say, like, <laughs> like what a crazy what a crazy tournament this has been. I knew it was gonna be wild because
1: it just it's just been that year in college basketball where there's literally no team that I was like, yeah, this team is the team. You know what I mean? There was no and yeah. like even by the Ken Palm standards, there were like 13 teams that could win the national championship. And, you know, UConn's the only one left. So. Feel like I know who's going to win the national championship now, but.
0: Well, it certainly feels like that. Right. And I guess I want to g- give a quick shout out to our bracket for correctly predicting UConn in the final four. It was the only final four team that we had correctly. In fact, I don't even know how many Elite Eight teams we got correct. We got, let's go through it here. Um, We had Alabama, Utah State, both didn't make it. Memphis and Marquette did not make it. Indiana, nope. Texas we had. So we had Texas, UConn, and Gonzaga. So we got three out of the Elite Eight, which, I mean, I guess given the context of this crazy tournament, not terrible, but really not great either. No. Um but getting back to the point about UConn, it certainly feels like they're primed, just kind of run away with this, I would assume. Like I I I like Miami, but I just UConn's just been that dominant. And if UConn gets past Miami and they have to face FAU, like I <laughs> What? Woo-hoo. now i but, do you think san now, diego state would give him some trouble like that defense is no joke
1: now let me say this when i made our trip to columbus we me and the guys we went with took a picture with florida atlantic's mascot so i'm not saying we're the reason that this is happening but i'm not saying we're not the
0: reason that this is happening Listen, if they go on and win the Natty, that's going to make for one hell of a story. I will 100 percent buy an owl costume. Oh, you—that's happening. Would have to. Like I, I am. I'm really upset because I was looking at. I think it was when the bracket came out, or it might have even been before the bracket came out. It might have been when the um conference uh conference yeah conference tournaments were still going on. I was looking at teams that I maybe wanted to get a future on. And Texas was one that I was looking at. I think I looked at like Kansas, you know, as one, I was like, oh, like, you know, maybe Kansas repeats. I listened to this podcast and I I apologize. I don't remember what podcast was. I think it was the Mark Titus show. Mm -hmm. And he had mentioned there were two teams that if he was looking at, like, the long shots, and I think he identified a long shot as anyone plus 2000 or more, mm-hmm. to, like, maybe buy some stock in, he gave three of them. San Diego State, Miami, and Yukon. <laughs> and it's just, like, in hindsight, it's like, you know what? Like, why didn't I just drop what I was doing right then and there? I don't know if you're familiar with Martitis, but he played for Ohio State. Um, Ohio State basketball. He's been covering college basketball since his playing days have been over. But it's like, why didn't I just drop what I was doing and listen to the quote-unquote expert? Because I would be sitting pretty right now. But it would also be my luck that I wouldn't cash any of those out, and FAU would go on to win. And I'd be like, oh, well, here we (laughs) are.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think think the winner of UConn-Miami is probably winning the national championship. So, it is what it is.
0: I mean, I, are you just giving up on the Mountain West like that? Yes. Okay. Okay. Fair. Hey, listen, Mountain West before this year has been god awful in the tournament, but San Diego State plays great defense, man. Like, I don't know. I. It feels like this is UConn just walking out of there, or, or you know, get, gonna just walk in there and um, leave with the trophy. And you can still get UConn a plus odds at at every single sports book. So not a, not a bad. Not a bad investment, I don't think. Um, how about the women's Final Four, too? Okay, I'm so glad you brought this up, because I I was wondering how I was going to transition into bringing up this next topic. Um, the most electric player in all of basketball right now, this includes the NBA, dare I say all of sports right now, is Caitlin Clark. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you are not... If you've somehow made it up to this point and you remotely follow college sports and you've somehow not heard her name, then I I, I don't know how that's possible. But what she's doing is completely unprecedented. 41-point triple-double? Are you kidding me? And one of the things that's actually been really cool to see is um, I saw a tweet this morning. About how it was, somebody took a screenshot of the comments under a Sports Center post um, of it was a Sports Center post of Caitlin Clark's uh, stat line of her 41 point triple double, mm-hmm. and where you know probably just honestly a year ago or two years ago it would have been filled with trolls. Uh, there was actually people like you know um, not being trolls and having nice things to say and being excited and it's really cool because she is that exciting. Now did you get a chance to watch that game?
1: Uh that was the it was Iowa against game against Louisville. Was, last, was that last night?
0: No, two nights ago. Sunday night? No, I was at work. Okay. Okay. I mean it was I it was it was, it was completely crazy. I mean she's 8 of four, 8 of 14 from 3. Right. Like People were calling her Stephanie Curry, like I saw one of the comments was you know how when when LeBron does something or when somebody does something like i they'll change they'll put like la in front of the person's name, it'll be like la whatever, yeah, so I saw la Caitlin Clark, which I thought was pretty good um but what her what 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 she's doing is crazy, and I it, but it's really not just her, like in 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 women's uh, basketball right now. Like Haley Van Lith, who's on Louisville, is also very very good. She's very very exciting to watch. South Carolina's loaded. South Carolina is going to have like sh- like six of those girls are going to the WNBA. Yeah,
1: Leah Boston's like the number one overall pick with the which the Fever hold on to right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Shout out Fever. Um, well, it should be Paige Becker's, but you know, uh, unfortunately, we we were robbed of uh, a Paige Becker's um, tournament run this year, which I don't know if I'm I'm really going to get over. But she's another one, like women's basketball. Like there is so much great young talent right now, mm-hmm. and it's just really cool to see kind of them sort of like building off where like. And Aja Wilson has gotten the sport or Brianna Stewart has gotten the sport and like, you know, how they kind of built off where like Candace Parker has gotten the sport. Like, if you look at where women's basketball was 20 years ago, like, I think that there's like a legitimate argument to be made that it probably wasn't a a fantastic product, but you have to, you, they had to start somewhere.
1: I mean, in the past, I think, 15 years, it's just exploded. Like, after UConn went on that crazy run where they won four championships in a row, or whatever, the Maya Moore years, after that, it was it's just been growing steadily ever since. Like, I remember, what I remember the moment for me was when Enrique Ogumbawale hit those yes. crazy
0: buzzer beaters for Notre Dame. Oh, my that God, was the call. The call a, still rings in my head. Yeah. No, you're 100% right, and I think, like, you know, I kind of bunch Paige and Caitlyn into the same group, and I, I think I can put, like, Haley Van Lith in there, too. Mm-hmm. However, I think Paige and Caitlyn are are better, uh, not taking anything away from Haley. I mean, Paige and Caitlyn are the top two, I think, um, um, in terms of, like, individual brand, maybe. But... This this is going to make people want to watch the WNBA like in I think right now, people who aren't watching the WNBA, I think you're missing out as, as we sit here right now. Yeah, like the games are still that it's they're still entertaining, but this is going to bring a whole new wave of, of viewers and people who wouldn't normally follow the sport. And that's going to eventually turn into more pay for these players. You know, because it's no secret you can look up what the average salary is of a WNBA player compared to an NBA player. And it's I mean, it's night and day like it's it's crazy.
1: When I was in college, I learned a stat that it was like there are. There were at the time, I can't remember if this was 2014 or 2013, somewhere in that range, 2013 to 15. There were 24 or 29 NBA players who made more in one year than the entire NBA had salary-wise
0: across all, across the board, all teams combined. Oh, man. That's like, I mean, that's like so incredibly sad, but like eye-opening at the same time. So it's, it's been really cool to watch. Um, I did see, I don't know if you saw this, I don't know the guy's name, I don't know if you follow Barstool. I don't follow Barstool particularly closely, but one of their tweets did make it to my uh twitter feed this morning and it was a video of the guy who runs the social media accounts for them Mm -hmm. and he basically like put out this video he's like listen he's like nobody is drawing in the numbers and the engagements like caitlin clark right now like that's Um, why you're seeing her everywhere
1: yeah i saw a tweet for as well skip bayless tweeted i'm more excited for the women's final four like south carolina versus caitlin clark and virginia tech like this is an exciting matchup. And uh, this girl, um, a friend of mine, friend of a friend who I follow, tweeted, like, the article headline that said, like, heartbreaking. Is your enemy just tweeted something? <laughs> a really good point.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. I, I, I love that meme. It's like when the person you hate makes a really good point. Um, no, it's – listen, there is an argument to be made because, I like, the, the storyline with South Carolina, I don't know if you looked at, like, the women's uh, – um national championship odds before the tournament started so like Carolina, minus
1: 150
0: or something it was crazy i saw him at minus 215 against the field against the field <laughs> that is insane there is nothing to compare that to on 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 the men's side there's nothing yeah. i mean i i can't even try and come up with a comparison so can can you imagine And I, unfortunately, I want to be realistic here. Like I, this is probably the end for Iowa. You would think, I think South Carolina is like 14 point favorites, but if Caitlin Clark gets this done, Chuck, I'm not joking you. There will be a movie in production (laughs) by the fall. (laughs) Like it would be insane. So I'm excited. That game is Friday night. I can't wait. I'm gonna be watching. Uh, shout out Ohio State women's hoops for unfortunately coming up short. Um, I can't remember who they lost to. Why am I drawing a blank? Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. That's right. So final four is gonna be or yeah, they're in the final four too, right? They're uh, Virginia
1: Tech. Yeah, that was for the final four. They're playing
0: LSU. Yep. LSU, uh-huh. Virginia Tech, and then Iowa and South Carolina.
1: Yep. Hey, and hey, I'm just saying South Carolina's 14 and a half point favorites against Maryland didn't cover. I don't think they've covered a spread in this tournament, so <sighs> might have to look at that Iowa spread and just be like, ay, ay, ay.
0: I'm I'm going to look at it right now. This is terrible podcasting. but I need to know um, because I'm telling you what, if it's if it's anything north of like 11 or 12, it's 11 I, and a half on Caesars. <laughs> oh, man. Can Caitlin do it? I, yeah, I'm probably going to take that. I think I'm going to, I, I don't, I haven't found a sports book yet that's going to let me bet on, uh, like player props for, for women's college basketball um i don't know if they're gonna implement that by the time for the final four because i imagine that there'd, there'd be people wanting to bet on caitlin clark so why wouldn't the sports books do it
1: point totals gonna
0: be like 32 and a half she's gonna be like, oh uh, t- taking to taking the over dude it, it, it's gonna be like luca and dame numbers man and i'm and i'm i'm hammering the over on that if i can find a book that'll give it to me so um that'll be really exciting i'm i'm very very excited for that but Okay, so I don't know if there's a whole lot to talk about on the NBA front, other than the playoffs are looming, and uh, Kyrie Irving has effectively taken down the Dallas Mavericks from the inside.
1: (laughs) Yep he he said, I think LeBron said, "Listen, you can't be on the Lakers this year," but. the Mavericks are kind of hanging around. I need you to destroy one of these teams we're going to be competing with in the 7 through 10 range to help us get in the playoffs. And he said, I can get to Dallas. And he said, Say less. My boy Luca just going to have to suffer for a year. My bad.
0: Yeah, dude. Like the fact that Luca flat out said to the media i am not having fun anymore (laughs) tells you all you need to know about what playing with kyrie irving is like and what it does to somebody um
1: like i don't i mean it would i'm gonna wait till the stories come out about whether or not it's actually playing with kyrie because it might be jason kidd because we've seen this before with jason kidd
0: too but didn't jason kidd coach kyrie like uh
1: was he with? Yeah, he got traded there. Um, no, let me look because I know he was on the Bucks before
0: um, the Nets, right? Yeah, he was the Bucks head coach, then the Nets. I just I'm trying to figure out if I'm getting Jason. No, get he was the Nets,
1: then the Bucks.
0: That's then the Bucks. Okay.
1: Really? Yeah, Nets for one year, then bucks for 4 years or so and then the Lakers assistant and then the maps.
0: Did the Bucks go from Jason Kidd to Mike Budenholzer? Yep. Wow, what an upgrade. Yep. Wow. Um listen, I it could very well be, you know, for reasons outside of Kyrie. I am choosing to believe that it's directly because of Kyrie because that makes <laughs> me feel better. Being a Cavs fan and how everything played out with him, we got. If you think about, I don't know how how if you remember, but I remember vividly when when we made that trade, we were we were getting torn apart on like sports talk shows and like on Twitter and. It's turned in one of the best things for the franchise. I mean, outside of maybe possibly running it back or not running it back, but winning one more chip. I think that would have been in twenty eighteen. Um, but listen, Mavericks, why not even make the play in man? They're out right now. They're out. The. The 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 Thunder, who I thought for a long time were actively trying to lose, might make the play in. They're the ten seed right now, although they've
1: played one less game than the Mavs. But I don't know what the tiebreaker. There, Rob Perez, if you follow him on Twitter, has a tiebreaker chart, which is hysterical um,
0: to look at. But yeah, they if okay. So if the season ended today, if the regular season ended today. The Golden State Warriors would get the Seven seed, and they're playing the Pelicans in the play-in. And, and then it would be the Thunder versus the Lakers, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Which would just be great. I mean, that would be fantastic. As much as I would actually, a, a better version would be probably Lakers versus Mavericks. Chet Holmgren in the playoffs? Chet Holmgren in the playoffs? No way. You I think... don't know if it's, I don't think so. Uh um...
1: Uh, I don't, I don't, th- I, he tweeted something. I saw him tweet something the other day cause someone was tweeting that or something, but, um, I think his recovery is basically it's, they would have to make like the second or conference, the second round of the conference finals for him to even have a chance.
0: If you're the thunder, why would you even do that though? You know, like why, why run the risk of a, unless you're, unless you're absolutely, you know, unless you're getting all the assurances that there's no threat or no possibility of a re-injury, like because that that foot injury that he had is like stuff that's plagued big men in the past. If I'm not if 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 I'm not wrong, so I mean that'd be crazy, man. If if they cut, come out of the play-in, that'd be something. That yeah. would be something.
1: So Dallas does not have the Oklahoma has the tiebreaker over the Mavs. So OKC does, but the Mavs have the tiebreaker over the Lakers. So if the Lakers and Mavericks are tied for the 10, the Mavericks are in, Lakers are out.
0: Okay. All right. See, these are things that are th- th- I'm so excited to see how the west shakes out because if I'm not if I think the east is pretty much besides like seeding and maybe a, a team a team swapping seeds, um I think the east is basically basically set in stone, but the Yeah, west- I mean
1: already uh four teams have clinched the playoffs. Um Bucks, Celtics, 76ers, Cavs.
0: Yeah. And the Cavs are pretty comfortably in the fourth seed. Like, they're definitely not going to go lower. But I think that they're still within striking distance of the three seed, especially if uh, Philly keeps sitting and beating Harden. Like, yeah, I don't know are... how much the three seed means to Philly. I mean, if you're Philly, would you rather,
1: do you think you match up better with the Celtics or the Bucks? Oh. Oh, man. Personally, I think you match up better with the Celtics, but so I would want to stay in the three seed, but
0: like, does any team match up well with Giannis? I don't think so.
1: I mean, they have the guy to do it, but I think the Bucks, I mean, the Bucks have put him, I mean, I don't know. Um, I, if I'm the Sixers, I would take my chances with the Celtics. Um, The Cavs are one game behind or one and a half games behind the Sixers for the three. But they're five games ahead of Knicks for the in the five seed.
0: Yeah. And even though we play the Knicks this week, I think even if. I think our magic number for the four seed is like one or two games. So basically, like the Knicks would have to win out. We would have to lose out.
1: Here's a better question. If you're the Sixers, do you want to play the Knicks in the first round or the Nets in the first round? You want to play the Nets. They're the th- the three seed gets you the Nets right now, yeah. although the Nets are also tied with the Heat, so they might then you'd have to choose between either playing the Nets or the Heat or playing the Knicks.
0: Which is crazy because if the Heat get the six seed, that's like the most terrifying six seed of all time.
1: Yeah, um, which because right now the Heat are the seven seed, so they'd be in the
0: play in against the Hawks. Ew. that's a, ew. That'd be a gross game. Uh, dude, it's, it, it, listen, uh, it, it'll, it I'm excited to see how things you shake out. Um, our joint prediction, or I shouldn't say prediction, but our joint fandom in the Nuggets isn't looking so great these days. Uh, they have not been playing their best basketball basically these last like two or three weeks. It's been a little bit of a struggle. Um, I still have no idea who comes out of the West. I mean, not a goddamn clue.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the Nuggets won against the Sixers the other night.
0: Jokic had and that, a triple-double without Embiid. And beat didn't play, and Harden didn't play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I, Durant comes back D- this week, so it kind of feels like... It kind of just feels like a collision course between the Nuggets and the Suns. I still think the Warriors can do it, though. Hey, how about that beam team, though? The beam team, Sacramento Kings. I know, man. I Listen, I, I like the Kings. I feel like they're not getting enough love. But, like, I've been watching. I, I, I have the league pass, and I've been watching some of these Kings games. And they're a great team. I just don't know who, like, who is the guy? Like, I know De'Aaron Fox is very, very good. And, like, he should have been an all-star, all-star starter, you know. But like they just don't have the playoff experience. You know? Like I don't know who's 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 anchoring that team in the postseason. Is it Fox? Who knows? The Keys could go on a massive run. I just I, I need to see it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it's also a weird time in the regular season for the NBA too, because basically a lot of teams are either giving up and just laying down, or even the good teams are just kind of like, "eh, do we want to play tonight? We want to try and win another game next week? It's whatever."
0: Yeah, it's it's the uh, national blowout association right now. Um, Yeah,
1: whoever you think is going to win, take them
0: against the spread. Exactly, exactly. So we'll see. I think the playoffs uh, will be starting. Two weeks from now, I think.
1: Yeah, there's like nine nine or eight games left, depending on um what's going on. But, yeah, let me see. The Maverick, I'm just looking at the Maverick schedule, because I want to see if they play down the stretch. The Mavericks have, oh, only six games left.
0: Oh, we're getting to it, man. I mean, I... We'll definitely have one or two more episodes. I think probably between now and when, when the, the playoffs starts. So we'll maybe do some official, official, official predictions next episode. Yeah. Um, but to transition into some official, official predictions, we are going to talk a little baseball. Now, for anyone who's listening that maybe doesn't remember our 2022 season. Um, preview episode that we did last year. Our allegiances go as follows. Chuck, you are a Yankees fan, mm-hmm. even though it kills me. <laughs> um, although I'm slowly converting to the Orioles. Really? Slowly converting, yes, that's so bandwagon, dude. why? Because they're young and exciting, and you're ashamed to be a Yankees fan. Are you kidding me?
1: Because I want to go out and get drunk in Baltimore. That's why that's I fair. want to do it.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I mean, it's just weird that you're doing it with a division rival. Like, I – that that's weird to me. I'm I'm going to keep it a buck with you. That's weird. That's – yeah, well, uh, I don't care. Let me tell you.
1: <laughs> I'm here to tell you. We don't care. <laughs> okay, we don't care.
0: We do not care. And that I can't <laughs> argue with. Um. All right. Do you want to – first of all, I – Give me, as a Yankees fan, give me your preview on the Yankees. And I just want to remind you, Chuck, last year when we did this, you were not high on the Yankees. And I said the Yankees were going to go to the ALCS. And you laughed at me.
1: Shows you how much I know. Um, I mean, I think it's going to be more of the same. I think the Yankees are probably going to be close to they're either going to be first place Ahead of the Blue Jays or right below the Blue Jays. Just going to come down to a few games. And then, yeah, we'll probably make the ALCS and lose to the Astros again. I mean, I don't, it's a tale as old as time. I don't know until it, ha, until it doesn't happen. I, I can't not believe it.
0: There's really, there's, there's two guarantees in the American league playoffs. <laughs> the first guarantee is that the guardians will be up on the Yankees in the divisional series, two games to one, and then proceed to lose X amount of games straight. And then the Yankees will then proceed to go on and get worked by the Astros. <laughs> that feels like that has happened like four out of the last five years.
1: It feels. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I can't see, I can't see another version of that unfolding, except maybe the guardians getting worked by the Astros first. <laughs>
0: I wish I wish I could bet on that. Like could I take could I take like Yankees over Guardians in five, parlayed with Astros over Yankees in five? Is that something that I could do? Will sportsbook give me odds on that because I will put a paycheck on it.
1: You're gonna have to find a bookie on the corner to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it's, I'm a guy, I gotta call up some old friends. Um, okay, so one one question for you about the Yankees. um, and it's specifically about Aaron Judge. How many home runs is he hitting? His over/under is at forty-six and a half. Are you taking the over? Or are you taking the under?
1: Probably the under. I think the home runs just end up more spread out this year.
0: Hmm. Mm. I too am taking the under. And I'm shocked that you are. I shouldn't say shocked. Forty six and a half is a lot.
1: With Anthony Volpe coming up and Oswald Peraza taking a bigger step, I just think
0: those home runs will kind of come from different places. Yeah, no, I could definitely see it. But it, I also kind of look at last year. Not, not saying last year was an anomaly. Like I still think Aaron Judge is going to hit, you know, a crap ton of home runs, but. A few of those home runs last year just kind of seemed like, fuck you home runs, to, like the Yankees were not paying him. Like, it just kind of seemed like that. Um, So with, with him getting paid the way he did, I just don't, I don't know if he's going to, you know, come out and hit 47. I mean, homie could hit 45, you know? Yeah. But the difference between 45 and 47, I know on paper it's only two home runs, but you think about like, you know, those are probably going to come, assuming he doesn't blow that out of the water and he gets close to that line. Those home runs are going to come in the last week of the season. So I don't know, but I I would probably take the under. It would just be crazy to me if somebody hitting back to back, you know, 45 plus yard or having a back to back 45 plus yard home yard, 45 plus <laughs> home run season. So, yeah. Um. So you're predicting them to win the division. Um, who is the other team in the division to look out for? And is it just going to be the Red Sox Orioles, brother, the Orioles? I
1: already placed the bet Orioles to make the playoffs. Really? Yep. I think, I think it's Yankees, Blue Jays, Orioles in the division. Rays or Rays, Red Sox. They're all going to be like at or right at 500 teams, but that's how I think it goes.
0: Okay, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I I have a future of my own. Um, I actually, have a team to win the World Series, and it's Seattle. I got them at plus twenty two hundred, which I thought was crazy, but then I quickly remembered as soon as I placed the bet that the Houston Astros were in their division. And I was like, oh yeah, wait a second, forgot about them. So all right, you like the Yankees to win the division. Blue Jays are obviously going to be good. And then you like a sneaky Orioles postseason berth. Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. All I right. think
1: they're, they're last year's Mariners. They, they're they going to get in. They're going to be, be that team that you're
0: like, everybody's rooting for at the end of the season. People were rooting for them at the end of last season, man. They were kind of in it. But, you know, if you don't, I think, look at those last two weeks. I think it's, they kind of maybe got eliminated in the last, like, 10, 12 or so games, but they were exciting, man. Post all-star break. They were an exciting young team and they got a lot out.
1: If Adley Rushman had started the season, they would have definitely made the playoffs. Like their winning record with the East was in was crazy.
0: Yeah. And he's going to be so good, man. He's going to be so good. Um, but in, in terms of my division, the worst division in baseball, um, I don't know. I don't see a scenario in which another team outside of the Guardians wins this, yeah. I know there's a lot of people who maybe don't follow the AL Central, don't have a team in the AL Central, who are like, wait, what about the Twins and what about the White Sox? And I'm just like, come on, have haven't we haven't we learned this lesson by now? Like the Twins didn't add anyone significant that I can think of. Um, they re-signed Correa after that debacle of a free agency. But mm-hmm. him ended up signing with, like, two other teams. um, But they didn't really add anybody, any huge upgrades. In fact, I think they got worse. They lost uh, Luis Serraez. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how I'm supposed to expect him being any better. And I think for everybody being on the White Sox, listen, I fell for that trap last year. I sat here, Chuck, and I looked you in the eyes through our webcams, and I told you White Sox, Yankees. ALCS and please for anybody out there picking the White Sox, do not fall into the trap. Now <laughs> let me give you a reason why I could sound so stupid in about six months. I think the White Sox had a really big Tony La Russa problem last year. Yeah. Homie should not have been, should not have been managing a, uh, a, a team at, at the state he was in. No. um, so that might be addition by subtraction, and it would be absolutely hilarious if the White Sox came out and won ninety games. And it's like, okay, so it was definitely it was definitely Tony Larusa that was the problem. We'll see. Um, Abreu was gone. I'm pretty sure. I think. Yeah. He went somewhere. I can't. Where did he go? Um, Miami.
1: Either that or Texas. I can't remember.
0: Oh, might be the Rangers. Jose Abreu. This is terrible podcasting. Uh, the Astros. Ew. Astros. Oh. Ugh. I just puked in my mouth. Um, so, we'll we'll see. I mean, he... Jose Abreu was very, very good for him. It's crazy to think that he's 36 years old. Because it feels like he was a rookie just like six years ago, which he was. Um... I just don't see the White Sox have great starting pitching. Dylan Cease, fantastic, probably going to be a Cy Young candidate. But a, unless there is a major injury or a complete lapse in judgment on one of the other teams, I just don't see how the Guardians don't take this to central again. Yeah. So we're very much poised to meet each other in the playoffs again. And Chuck, I just want you to know that it would bring, there's nothing on this world that would bring me more joy than eliminating the Yankees from the postseason because we just can't seem to do it. <laughs> and I hate, hate, hate your baseball team so goddamn much. So just thought I'd leave you with that.
1: Well, you know, nobody's perfect.
0: What you do? Exactly. So, all right, give me your official. ALCS and NLCS matchups
1: ALCS I'm just going to be basic I'm going to take the Yankees and the Astros and then in the NL I'm going to take the I'm going to fall for the Kool-Aid on this one I'm going
0: to do Dodgers Padres Oh, okay, okay. Um, in the AL, give me, give me the Mariners and the Blue Jays. And then in the NL, I think I'm gonna go. Oh man, am I gonna go for a rematch? Give me Padres and Phillies. Mm. I I don't know what I am missing on this Phillies team. Um, I feel like the addition of Trey Turner is like somehow being overlooked. Their odds to win the World Series are like I think like plus like seventeen hundred for a team that was there last year. That kind of feels crazy. So I really like them. Um. I'm I'm taking I'm I'm taking the rematch in the NL. Who do you have as your World Series winner?
1: I have the Houston Astros as my World
0: Series winners over the San Diego Padres. Oh, that's just so gross. Um, <laughs> give, give me the Mariners over the Phillies. Um. And I have no, I have no no reason to believe the Mariners are going to win the World Series other than I have a future on them so that's just where I'm at. <laughs> I like that that's your official prediction. Love that. So we'll we'll come back to this probably around the All Star break and we'll kind of see. I'm sure one of us is going to look like a, a complete bozo. It'll probably be me for putting the Blue Jays in my ALCS. Um, I kind of already regret it. But it'll be fun to come back to you. I'm excited for the year. I'm excited to see how the pitch clock changes things, too.
1: Yeah, we've had some interesting uh, developments in spring training with that.
0: So we'll see how it goes in the regular season. Um, yeah, it'll it, it'll be fun. The the first the first month of the MLB season is always really exciting. And then you kind of hit those that like that dog day stretch at like the beginning of June. And then you're like, oh, All Star break. And then it's really the dog days of summer after that up until September. So we'll we'll keep tabs on the season as we go through as, as or as it comes and goes. But um, do we want to move to Mando? Yeah, let's do some Mandalorian talk. So we did not cover the last two episodes. So episodes three and episode four. Um, episode three, which would have premiered. Two weeks ago, from the day this episode drops, mm-hmm. featured a character returning from season one of uh, the show.
1: Yes, and season two. Was he in season two? He was. He was. Um, he was on the ship on um, G- Moff Gideon's ship in the finale. Oh, you're right. He was.
0: I didn't realize it was the same guy. Yeah. Okay, so Dr. Pershing. So uh, episode three basically follows this doctor, and he's in what feels like a rehabilitation program for loyalists to the Empire. I don't know if that does a great job explaining what he's kind of going through, but essentially it's like this They're taking all of like the doctors from the Empire and converting them to now work, I guess, I don't know if you'd call it the rebellion, but it's not the rebellion anymore. But now work for the New Republic. um, The the New Republic, which is very Project Paperclip vibe, if you're familiar with Project Paperclip. I don't know if you Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
0: Which is it's essentially what it is. I mean, they're they're have now having these doctors work for them. Um, well, it's not just
1: doctors, because the other person, the woman, is a communications officer.
0: Yeah, I, I guess loyalists would just be better. All the people who used to work for the Empire. And we follow him along. He ends up meeting a couple, and I'm really going to fly through this episode, because not a ton happens, but he ends up meeting a couple other individuals um after he gives us this, this speech and he ends up being uh, one of the people in these groups and it's up being this this woman who was also on moff gideon's ship mm-hmm. and was she actually shown i don't think she was like it's from the previous season
1: she was she's like so like in the previous season like when they capture um uh, when when they think they've captured the Mando and Grogu on the ship, mm-hmm. Gideon tells her to tell him like, "Hey, we've got it."
0: You know what okay. I mean? Yeah, got him. Okay. And basically, this entire episode is those two getting to know each other and forming some sort of friendship. Um, Doctor Pershing basically tells her about the research that he was doing. You know, under Moff Gideon, and how he really believes in his at his core that it could still be beneficial for him to continue said research, but just knows that the New Republic is not going to allow him to do it. Mm-hmm. And she's basically encouraging him to continue it. And they end up going, uh, they end up kind of like going out one night and finding a uh uh I think they call it a star is it a star destroyer?
1: Uh, yeah, the big ships are just, yeah, large big ships
0: and they end up getting in there and they end up getting a bunch of stuff that they need for him to start continuing his research. And you can just kind of get the feeling from the get go that she was kind of setting him up, which she was, they get captured and he essentially Goes through like the Star Wars version of like a lobotomy, it almost feels like. Yeah. Where they're like shocking his brain uh to like rehabilitate him because they believe that he's still loyal to the Empire. And this was all a big setup by her. And eventually he gets shocked so bad that, or was led to believe that he his memory gets wiped. Yeah. So I know we kind of flew through that but that's essentially what all of episode 3 is and I still don't know what to expect from her in this season. Like I could not understand the motive and I'm sure it was by design, but I walked away from that I was like wait, what?
1: Yeah, I'm assuming her and Moff Gideon are probably still in contact somehow and looking for Grogu. Oh. Cuz that same episode starts with tie fighters attacking Bo-Katan and the man- Mando and
0: before they go to where his people are, yeah, you're definitely right. That definitely seems like where that where that's going to eventually go. So she's definitely poised to be some sort of bad guy in this season. Um, I'm sure we'll probably see a little bit more of her next episode, but we do not see her in episode four. No, um, the fourth episode is strictly Bo Katan and Din Jardin and Grogu and the rest of um, the Mandalorians, and this. Was a fantastic episode. I don't know how you felt about it.
1: Uh I thought it was a good episode. I think I think they've all been good. I don't know if they've all been standout, but they've all been good.
0: It it, it does feel like we're waiting for like so like a heavy hitter episode that we haven't quite got yet. But so far yeah. the pacing of this season feels a lot like Andor. I don't know if you've thought that too.
1: I mean Um I guess you could say that. I just feel like Andor still had, like, moments mid-season. Like, the fourth episode of Andor is when they do the heist. Yeah. Like, we haven't had that kind. This was, I guess, like that, but
0: not quite. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. I mean, basically what happens in this episode is Bo-Katan is now with the group of Mandalorians. Right. Um When she rescued in from the, the waters of mandalore basically they like told her like oh like wait a second have you taken off your helmet since that happened and she was like well no and they're like oh you've also you know you know wrote all your wrongs i can't remember the term that they use but you're basically like a part of the creed now until you take your helmet off again yeah uh, so she's kind of hanging out which is great because i i, I really like i really like her character she's fantastic um but this episode, if I'm not mistaken, is essentially them. They are, man. Homie gets captured. Like one of the the kids. I'm yeah. really struggling to remember exactly what happened in this episode. So
1: essentially, they're doing combat training. Uh yeah, Grogu training. beats this kid in the uh, paintball match. <laughs> um. Kid goes off to talk about it by himself and gets captured by this large dinosaur bird um, and just gets flown away. And um, they chase after it and eventually uh, Bo-Katan is like, I know where it's nesting, so we'll go and rescue him. And they're like, cool. And, by, and then they're like, okay. And uh, Grogu stays behind and has a little flashback to him getting rescued from the Jedi Temple by Ahmed Best. Um, well, that's not the character's name, but, um, that's the guy who plays him, AKA the voice of Jar Jar Binks. Um, and while that's happening, they kind of like go on this rescue mission for this kid and Bo-Katan kind of leads, is the leader of the mission because basically she did all the planning and they're just like, all right, you're in charge. And she goes and does it. Um, they, I don't think any of the Mandalorians die, but they Eventually, basically, they have to scale this wall without their jets so that they don't alert them to what's going on. And it's also revealed that the big guy who, like, was kind of given bad guy vibes to um, Mando, uh, th- It was this was his son who was kidnapped. Um, but they managed to rescue him, kill the bird who gets eaten by the giant alligator thing that we saw in the first episode. And they also bring back its kids so that they're going to train them and they're going to ride on these dinosaur birds in the future. As crazy as all that sounds, it's actually more coherent when you watch the episode.
0: It was kind of like an all around like good vibes kind of episode, like compared to episode three, which was an all around bad vibes, at least for me. <laughs> like, like Episode three, I was just kind of like, oh, this is just there's just no way this ends well for the homie. And sure enough, it doesn't. But episode four just kind of felt like a Star Wars action movie.
1: Yeah yeah i I would agree with that
0: um i think it's really cool how or what they're doing with grogu like actually showing him uh like training and what he's actually like capable of um i just i was watching that training sequence where or that where he was kind of like 1v1 that like other like the other uh kid and i was just kind of chuckling to myself picturing grogu in like a mandalorian armor with like a hell like a little helmet And I was like, how, like, how is this going? How is this going to work? Like if we ever get to that point, you know, are his ears going
1: to stick out of the helmet? Are they going to build a little hole for his ears? That would be great.
0: These are questions that we need to have answered because they're legitimately bugging (laughs) me. Um, And like, you know, is he allowed to be a Mandalorian when he can use the force? Like, I don't. Yeah. Anyone can be a Mandalorian according to them. I just feel like this is still going to end up with him being. Actually, I no, I have no clue where they're going with Grogu and I kind of love it. I love that. Like I have no clue where we're going to end up with him. Um, But I really like how they've kind of paced out the first four episodes of the season so far. Again, I think we're still really waiting for this. The, the show feels like it has another gear. It's going to get to probably i i hope it's here soon because this is what a 12 episode season i think eight i th- eight. think eight we're halfway through yeah no way yep mandalorian i have to google it i'm sorry i don't believe I'm, you i'm
1: i'm on the wikipedia page the a 8 episode season so premiered weird. on streaming service disney plus on march 1st 2023 and will run until april 19th 2023 the fourth season is in development
0: oh my god we're halfway through Yep. Oh yeah, the, this show. I would be shocked if it if we don't really start getting going here um, in episode five. Like
1: we have to. That's what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah. Well, Star Wars always kind of surprises in 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 the best and sometimes the worst ways. But um, I don't really know if I have anything else. I you know to to say about the show. It's It's been good. I still feel like there's maybe some stuff to be wrinkled out with Bo-Katan and Din regarding the Darksaber. Yeah. Um, we still have to kind of address that elephant in the room. At some point, we're going to be back with Moff Gideon, I would assume. Would be shocked if we don't see him this season. We're definitely going to. Um, and again, I'm assuming episode five is when we're going to start to see the pieces fall into place for like the climax of this season. Still don't know what that looks like yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm
0: curious about as well. Um, anything else you want to say about Mando? No, I think it's just been solid, solid television. Have you been watching anything else over these last couple of weeks? Um, I know it's like our madness season. So like it's, it, it, we're, we're really booked. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
1: it's been March Madness. I've just been tired also, so I haven't really been watching too much. I'm watching Abbott Elementary School or Abbott Elementary. That's a fun show. Um, There's another Star Wars show on called The Bad Batch that I've been watching. That's that's going good. Um, But yeah, that's kind of all I've been watching recently. Um, What's the show that just started that I'm not the big show? Oh, Succession. Um, I, I'm not. I have not watched Succession, so that's I feel like the it show that everyone's talking about right now.
0: Outside of that, I don't know.
1: I Yellow do Jackets watched... just came back, which oh, I yeah, need to it did watch.
0: It did you're right? I've seen that. I've seen yeah. Yellow Jackets. It's crazy because we. I think there's three, three big show really four if you count Mandalorian. But you have Ted Lasso that just came back, Succession, Barry's coming yep. back, and Yellow Jackets. Yeah. So it's it's but I like you, I haven't watched Succession yet. I've been meaning to. Um, I just got a TV for my bedroom, which is just, you know, not great for me, but it's just so convenient. Um, I've been meaning to get into Succession. I'll probably dive into that. I'll probably try and get caught up on Succession before the season ends. We'll we'll see if that happens. But this is the last season. I'm pretty sure I think I've seen that. I've seen that on Twitter. I haven't watched Yellow Jackets yet. Another show that's on my list. Uh, I've been watching Ted Lasso. Um, I know that you plan on watching at some point, so I'll, I'll save my thoughts for when, for when you get around to watching. Yeah. Um, I I I'm not caught up on Barry, um, which I I th- I know I need to. Are you a Barry washer?
1: Uh, I started the show, but I haven't finished it. Okay, and I so I started the show like months ago and then left it off.
0: So. Yeah, I started the show like years ago. I think I got through like 5 episodes and I remember liking it. I just don't know why I ever I never got back into it. So, that's on my list. Um I watched we talked about in the pre-show. I finally got around to watching The Whale last weekend. Um I was supposed to go see the new John Wick on Sunday, but unfortunately um had to cancel last minute, which I've heard amazing things about the new John Wick. You've, you're a John Wick guy, right? I've only seen the first one. Really? Yeah. Oh, that shocks me. Okay. The other two and three are very good. I mean. That's what I've, I've heard. It's
1: one is really good. It's like great. Yeah. Two fancy. is a little bit of a letdown. Three is better or vice versa. I can't remember which one. And then just apparently four is just like the greatest thing that has ever happened.
0: Yeah, 4 is getting insane, insane scores right now. Um, so I've been, I've wanted to go see that. There's like so many movies out that I want to see. The new Evil Dead, I don't know how much of a horror guy you are. But the new uh, Evil Dead's getting great reviews.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen all the reviews for that. I've seen, so, I remember seeing the original
0: trailer. Yeah. So it's. It, there's just so much to watch all the time. It feels like. It feels like there's just not enough time in the day, which there's definitely not. So um, I don't have anything else I really want to discuss, but I don't know about you. That's that's all I got right now. All right. So that's going to do it for this episode. Um, we will be back with next episode. I'm sure we'll get caught up on Mando with wherever we're at. Talk about how the tournament ended. Um, assuming it's the national championship next Monday. This coming Monday. Yeah, it's coming Monday. OK, yeah. So we'll definitely the the tournament will be over. We will have a new champion. We'll talk about that. Um, if you get a chance to get caught up on Ted Lasso, we'll talk about Ted Lasso. I'll be curious to get your thoughts on that. But in the meantime, thank you to everybody who who listened. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, if you could please go ahead and leave us a review, we would appreciate it. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at MindPopcorn. You can find both Chuck's and my own personal Twitter handle in the bio of that if you want to give us both a follow. You can follow the podcast on TikTok. We are on TikTok at MindYourPopcorn. So feel free to give us a follow on there. Chuck, anything you'd like to say before we sign off?
1: No, that's all I got. Uh, Good luck in the national championship to everybody, especially probably... Caitlin Clark
0: in Iowa might, oh, yeah. might have to place a battle. Yep. <laughs> One right. can only hope. Um, that's right. It's if, if she does it, if she does it, I'm declaring it now. If Caitlin Clark beats South Carolina and they win the Natty next episode, we won't talk about anything else other than Caitlin Clark. Yeah, it, it's I'm, I'm saying it now. I'm speaking it into existence. So stay tuned for that. So until that episode, thank you to everybody, and we will talk to you all next time.